0: Goobo, gobble,
1: goobble, gobble, one of us, one of us. Have you ever heard that before, <laughs> Johnson? <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Oh, Seeing you uh, just kind of freak out there for a second was kind of priceless. One of What goobble, is up Goobo, gobble, google gobble, gobble, one of us, one of us. google gobble, google gobble, gobble, one of us, one of us. Uh, that is from an f- old film. So I'm actually surprised you haven't seen it. Because I know your parents like watching old films. It's from the 1932 horror film called Freaks. What? <laughs> so essentially, what it is um, <laughs> 1937? 32. 32. So essentially, what it was is uh, this woman comes in to a circus like freak show, and it's the circus freaks around dinner. And they are showing the acceptor by going gobble, 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 one of us, one oh of us. Gosh. Um, oh,
2: my gosh. <laughs> I'm you looking m- at images of it. Yeah,
1: you must be watching it right now. <laughs> so, anyways, so the reason I, I I started that kind of as the intro yeah, is because we're going to answer the question, the underlying question to the previous three episodes. <laughs> what is the basis? What is the thing that binds all these episodes together. And what is the catalyst that's causing all this craziness here in the United States and the world to be honest? Freaks? No, freaks aren't I don't know okay. the cause of it. It's good. You might call them freaks when you hear this
2: but uh-oh. What? <laughs> Some of these
1: pictures, man, <laughs> are freaky. So, oh, you're looking at stuff from the
2: thing from the movie, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was considered um, a controversial movie just wow. because of the fact that, well, <laughs> it portrayed Circus Freaks as Freaks. And yeah. Called the movie Freaks. Freaks. But anyways, anyways, um, Mr. Johnson. Yeah. Define for me intersectionalism. <laughs> hey, you got a whole month of no of the week again. So, right. so if I ask you to define a couple things here,
2: I can't complain. Intersectional That's It's funny because I literally looked at it earlier today. Yeah, and I already don't remember it. Inter- Johnson
1: or not, Johnson Brewer. Do you have any idea what intersectionalism is? The inter- without looking it up. <laughs> I see
2: you typing it away group that's on the inter-circle of a section of people that are freaky. No, I don't know. Um, no, It's not that not old of a word. It's from 1989. I still wasn't born yet. <laughs> Intersectionalism. <laughs> this is honestly the yeah. first time I feel like I've ever
3: heard so this So it, it
1: wasn't that widely used until feminists in the early 2000s.
3: Ah, boy, here we go. What? What? Oh, boy, here we go, what? Oh, no, just continue.
1: No, do you
3: have
2: a guess on what it is? Nope. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just pulled it. Well, I pulled up intersectionality. Right.
1: So when you think of Josh, how do you define Josh?
2: <laughs>
1: white, Your average male, white boy. Straight, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Okay. Now, traditional way of thinking you think of each of those as kind of separate, right? You know, right. he's blonde hair, blue eyed, but he's also male, Christian, right, married, dog those owner, all... future triplet <laughs> dog dad dad. Um has a weird porn stash going on. <laughs> weird what stash? No. Porn stash. <laughs> what? Have you you've... you never heard the phrase porn stash? No. Really? No.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: We'll
2: <laughs> <I> think... <laughs> we'll show you. I'll show you a picture of the guy oh. that made that famous. <laughs> um, you don't look
1: like him, but No. <laughs>
2: But he has the porn uh-huh. stash going on.
1: Uh, but you think of each of those things uh, separately, right? You, yeah. don't, you don't have a porn stash. I just want to see what your reaction would be. Um, so that's how you traditionally think of it. Intersectionality says you must consider all of them together to consider the person as a whole. So I have to consider him as a white male, but at the same time I also have to consider him as a dad. But I also have to consider him as a porn stash holder altogether.
2: Right,
1: it's one thing. I can't think of any one component separate from the whole. I have to think of the whole or... Hey everyone, this is Paul. So apparently something happened. I must have paused the recording for a little bit here at this point here when uh, we're talking about intersectionalism. So the first part of that is holding true still. The the concept that you have to consider the person and uh, the target as a whole. But typically, when you're using intersectionalism, you're talking about how that whole is um, used either for prejudice, uh, discrimination, et cetera. So you don't just look at a person as maybe they're a minority and you say they're discriminated against because they're a minority. You look at it as their minority who is um, of a oppressed, I guess, gender or of a unique. Uh, sexual identity, etc. So it's not just the fact that you're looking at the person as a whole in itself. And it it's re- like, a, it's really weird. Um, so here's another definition that maybe might help clear it up a little bit. Intersectionality is a theoretical framework. Notice it's theoretical for understanding how aspects of a person's social and political identities might combine to create unique modes of discrimination and privilege. And you have to believe in intersectionality in order for it to be something that actually works. And that's why I kind of say it is a religion. Now, if you look at the Wikipedia page for intersectionality and you look at this and you just study it, they also include in here an actual religious component. They include atheism, Buddhism, Catholicism, Christianity, Hinduism, uh, Islam, Judaism, Jehovah's Witness, LDS, Mormon, Neo-Paganism, Eastern Orthodox, Oriental Orthodox, Rapha's I can't even pronounce that. I can't pronounce that either. Um, there's a bunch of words in here. I can't say I I I butcher normal English and try to include a bunch of isms, is not gonna happen for me. So that's that's why I have this argument that intersectionalism is a religion. And here's the, here's the fun part. And again, fun uh, is always using quotes around me. It says right here in this uh, document, it says, intersectionality broadens the lens of the first wave of feminism, which largely focused on the experience of women who are both white and middle class to include different experiences of women of color, women who are poor, immigrant women, and other groups. And that's why I say in just a second, if you understand intersectionalism at all on a deeper level than this, let me know. Because honestly, people are writing papers and dissertations on intersectionalism and trying to understand and come to grasp with this theoretical framework. And that's why I say it's, it's a religion. It's because it's not only grasping at all these things and trying to make them fit, but you have to believe that intersectionalism is something that works in order for it to work. It's just like a Christian has to have faith in order for that faith to be real. You know, I, I I can say that I believe in Jesus and everything, but I can say that out loud. But unless I actually believe with my head and my heart, it's gonna be not a real thing. And intersectionalism is the same thing. Except there is a ton more that goes along with intersectionalism that you you would not believe. Um, There's intersectionalism is part of a series of Marxism. It's on feminism. It's on resisting oppression. It's on oppression. It's on yeah interlocking matrices of oppression. There is a lot there, and you have to believe in the intersectionalism in order for any of that other stuff to make sense. So I just wanted to drop that in here. um, Add in that clarifying clear as mud extra definition of intersectionality, which for whatever reason didn't get recorded. Now back to your normal program. And if that makes a hundred percent sense to you, congratulations. You have just earned your master's in feminist ideology. Nope. Because a lot of people actually have, It's a very ambiguous term, to be fair. Okay? So we got that, right? Yeah. Brewer, define for me,
3: what is a religion? Uh Uh-oh. It is a practice. Okay. A belief. Okay. that it? Yeah.
1: Okay. I would add a few things to that. I would add in that they normally have, uh, a religion would have some sort of sacred text with rituals in it. And, and I'm not saying like rituals, like I cut my wrist and therefore I summon a genie. I'm saying, you know, uh, these are the feasts. These are the sacrifices I make. These are the prayers. I say that sort of stuff, those sort of rituals. It, it right. and, you know, it has, what is good? What is bad? What is the, in the Christian concept, you could think of it as the original sin. What is all that? You know, what, you know, you, so you have those, those two things, Right. So what I'm, and I've been reading articles on this for a while, okay, but I think really what's kind of happening behind the scenes on everything here is that we have people growing up and humans by their very nature, we're religious about something. We have, we either have a belief in God or a God or gods or Gaia or some weird spirits or crystals or, but we have to believe in something. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of how the human brain is wired. And what I'm seeing, honestly, and, and you two correct me if I'm wrong, because you guys are from younger generations, but a lot of the younger generations are kind of growing up not Christian in any Christian denomination.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes? I mean, I wouldn't, granted, <clears throat> I guess I have a small uh, view on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they I mean coming, well, after going to fellowship, I mean, the youth group has definitely gotten smaller. Right. You don't really see younger kids going. I mean, granted, the most of them that are going are probably all the ones that are brought there by mom and dad. Uh, but that's like little kids as far as older people go going, like, well, people my age or a little younger that are on their own. Uh, yeah, there's definitely like no one here like that. Well, that fellowship that I know of. I don't know. Are there many other people here that are my age? Kind of, not many, not really. Um, you know, like after going to RBC, I, I mean, granted, they have. I mean, that's a big church, so I mean, there's a lot more, especially like kids, kids, like little kids right. going. But, but I don't know the like the history. But
1: of, let's say people around your age. But just throw a ballpark out. Yeah, how many? There's
2: at RBC. Yeah. Oh. 20 twenty-ish. That's still a smallish just, amount. And I mean, Grant. Yeah. Um. I'm just trying to think of even like uh, whew, growing up with you know f- some friends mm-hmm. in the church and stuff like that. And now I don't know. It doesn't. I granted, I don't keep up with all the people I used to go to school with and or church with, but. From the looks of some of it, it's like feel like a decent amount kind of just started to drop it after some point. Right. So which I mean there's always been that well, not always, but as far as whenever I started hearing about it, it's like what seventy percent, sixty to seventy percent of uh college age stu- students drop uh church during either the college years or after the college.
1: Right, so, it, um, fr- from, so it's always
2: going to be dying. Yeah, from
1: 2019, uh, so January of 2019, uh, two-thirds, 66%. Kind of, of stopped going. Yeah, it says of American young adults, this is American, okay? Um, American America. young adults who attended a Protestant church regularly for at least a year as a teenager say they dropped out for at least a year between ages 18 and 22. Mm-hmm. They, 34% say they continued to attend twice a month or more thirty four, wow, yeah, but
2: so I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with it. Just
1: saying, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so the, you know, we're always looking for something, you know, we always want to believe in something, kind of, right? You know, where we're looking for that good luck coin, that good luck uh, mm-hmm. rabbit's foot, that yeah, yeah, that the luck from the porn stash that Josh has over here. Just grew. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not looking it up right now. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. You have that, right? You have this desire. This uh, You hear it in the church, this God-shaped hole in your heart. You've heard that, right? Both of you? (laughs) Nope. Haven't heard it said like that, but (laughs) yeah. Okay. Maybe that was like something from, you know, when I was in uh, high school. Well, I guess the, the way I've heard it is
2: like, I mean, there's like a hole inside you that only Jesus or God can fill kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so essentially. Same thing.
1: Yeah, I've heard a uh, God-shaped void, God-shaped hole. I guess I, yeah, I haven't heard a God-shaped. Maybe that's, oh. there's actually a book called God-shaped hole hmm. as well. Nice. Uh, but, that's a pretty big hole. <laughs> you know, it, it, apparently it's um, supposed to be like, like you were saying, only that hole in your heart, that thing in your spirit that, that God can fill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We and all, we all have that. That's kind of that shared human experience. We all, you find the most remote tribes in the world and they worship something mm-hmm. because they yeah. need some way to explain what is going on in the world around them. Right. And if we're growing up and teaching kids, you do not need religion, they find a new religion, they find a non theistic. Religion. What's non theistic? No Either God. of you.
2: Isn't a the. Th- wouldn't that be like a, a no, like God? Correct. Yeah.
1: So non theistic like, meaning a no God religion. Yeah. So it's a non theistic. So that way they're not necessarily bound down to what they think that they're not bound down to a uh, God of some sorts. Right. But instead, what is they're bound down to an ideology, which is intersectionalism.
2: Hmm. What? Oh! oh.
1: <laughs> now, why do I say intersectionalism is a religion? It has the tenets of what is right and wrong. Right. The intersectionalists say you must not be racist, and if you are racist, you are a sinner, and you must repent of your sin. The original sin is racism. <laughs> so that they're really coming down and saying, <laughs> you know. Aaron, you are born white, therefore you are a sinner. You are racist. Uh, Repent of your racism. How? I don't know how. Well, they'll teach you how. Oh, how? They'll have you repeat mantras.
2: Oh. Was that the whole like humility or like, like, oh, what was it? I'm kidding. I thought I had to do something in humility, like a religion of humiliation of yourself. And. It was so, oh my gosh, I hate saying words with S now because it's like, I don't know, it was on the (laughs) news and someone was like standing up on this like balcony or porch or whatever, higher spot. And then all these people are on the ground and like on their knees and whatever. And this guy, person, whoever, what they were, was like basically having them saying things, saying that, like, you know, shaming themselves.
1: Yes. Yes, yeah, so do you know, okay, so I, I actually learned this. Mm-hmm. What, so what they were doing is, and you see this in, in a church too, so you like liturgy, so if your church says liturgy, like response reading. Mm-hmm. right So what you do is, like Aaron will say, "Repeat after me," and then Aaron says a phrase and then I repeat it. What yeah, is that doing? I've... That's a technique called anchoring. Uh,
0: okay. so by
1: anchoring what that is is, and I learned this. That is used and this is where some people get upset because I'm going to say the C word here. It's used by cults. Oh. It's also used by religion, okay? But what it is is it's by this concept of anchoring is that by you saying it and then me repeating it out loud, not just saying it in my head. Mm-hmm. It anchors into my head as more true because I'm saying it. Mm. It's a technique used by cults to help brainwash people so that they believe the tenets of the cult. Oof. Oof. I don't like that. You know, so th- this, again, was, a lot of this was brought to my attention um, by Tim Poole, Tim Cass, mm-hmm. um, because he, he had something, now Tim, he grew up Catholic, and then he left the Catholic Church in like 6th grade, something like that. <laughs> Around that time frame. You know, and, but he also has spent time with hackers and uh, social hacking and all that and he's like this is how these are the techniques people use to brainwash people
2: <laughs> so i'm like oh that's creepy and so i did right. some
1: research and
2: yeah it is that's that's legit i guess i mean yeah saying it out loud that i can see how that drills into your head more
1: yeah so it's called anchoring that's what that technique is ah. so that's why they say they have you repeat it now it's an effective learning thing because it helps your brain process it more, especially when you say it and you say it out loud. You're thinking it, you say it out loud, you're repeating what they said. It helps. Yeah, that's why it's called anchoring. It helps literally anchor, anchor it in your
2: head, in the brain. <laughs> I know it's like, wait a minute, what? That's my whole life a lie. <laughs> no.
1: So you know the the difference I see though between like intersectionalism and like Christianity, right? Intersectionalism, they don't have, uh, I guess you could say, a set holy text. Okay. Yeah. You know, because that's always changing, because that's going to change with culture. That's going to change every year, every month, every week. (laughs) Right. You know, what is their current holy book that you have to read and understand? Another difference that I'm finding is that, okay, let's say, Mr. Johnson. Yes. Um, You're, l- l- you know, you go, someone who is not a Christian and has a conversation with you, right? Mm-hmm. And you two have differing opinions. Yeah. Which I'm sure happens. Decent amount. What, happen- what happens in those interactions?
2: Uh-huh. I mean, there's disagreement.
1: <laughs> yeah, but how does that disagreement go? Are uh, you yelling at each other or are you just having no. conversation and you kind of, like, agree to disagree but you're still friends in that?
2: Right. Um, it's a little different every time, I guess. I, and that's, uh, mm, I never want to get like, I guess, heated in a discussion because at that point it's like, well, one, uh, this just doesn't make for a good conversation because then you're just, I don't know, I, how, how, how do I describe it? (sighs) Well, that doesn't make someone want to listen to you one. Cause it's like if you're getting yelled at by the other person, it's like ah. I mean that just automatically like forces like a defense in me to be like, right? You're an idiot. Shut up. I'm not going to listen to you, kind of thing. Um, but for I mean for the most part, like there's been conversations that we have, and it hasn't always it hasn't always been like about religion, but just just different opinions, just different yeah, different ideas, different thoughts. Uh, yeah, sometimes it can they can get somewhat passionate. But never like angry, pissed off, like I'm yelling at you thing. It's just like you can tell the one person is pretty set on their what they believe and what they think and disagree with you. And then I mean, once you get to the point where you're done talking about it, you just stop, keep going and it's like, oh, fine. Mm-hmm. So it's I guess it's never been a bad bad uh bad interaction. Yeah.
1: Josh, how about you? Have any of those type of interactions ever? Oh, they go,
2: okay, no. (laughs) You mean we've never disagreed on anything before, Josh? Nope. Oh, that's a lie.
3: (laughs) So (laughs) there was
1: one key thing I wanted to pick up on there, Johnson, that you said. What is that? You disagree, but you're not yelling over each other. Yeah. What I've seen, and you see this a lot in the news, right? You have a differing opinion than what intersectionality says you should. What do they do? They just shout you down.
0: Yeah.
2: You can't
1: have that conversation. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're both looking at a sign, you say it's red, they say no, it's white. And they're like, no, it's white, and they just continue yelling at you. Yeah. Again, going back to Daryl Davis when he was shouted down as a white supremacist. He tried to talk to the crowd who was upset with him for speaking at a conference about. Racism and hate. And stopping racism and hate in America. A guy who (laughs) finds common grounds with KKK members and de radicalizes them and gets people to leave the KKK. And these people come up and say, You are a white supremacist. What the heck? And he tried to conversate with them, but but they they just yelled at him. They They didn't even bother listening. And the reason is, is because he dare have a different opinion. Mm -hmm. than they do right? he did not repent of his sin
2: according to their religion (sighs) gosh that's such a messy area I feel like it is but looking
1: at these previous three episodes we had previous to this this is kind of that underlying theme right if you are not on board with what they want with what their holy text of the moment says what their holy opinion is Uh, then you are evil. You are, insert derogatory comments here. (laughs) And that could be, you're an idiot, you are racist, you are blah, 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 you are blah, 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 you're blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah. Nice. And it could be so many of those things because you are going against what is convenient for them at that time, whatever they're trying to accomplish.
2: Uh, I, hmm, I wonder like years down the road, for the people that I guess, wow, that uh, are going off or yell at whoever it is that goes against them. Yeah. I feel like years later, are they going to look back and be like, wow, I was an idiot. Probably not. Or, well, see, that's what I don't know. Cause I mean, there's a lot of things that I know I had probably been passionate about in the past. Well, not that my past is really that long ago. Um, but it's like man, like some of my mentalities I feel like I've had, obviously when I was younger, I'm like you're stupid. <laughs> Thinking back on that now yeah. and then, but I mean, I'm sure at some point, you know, 10 years down from now, I'll be like you really thought that? Like you're an idiot or I was such an idiot kind of thing. Like I feel like that happens with everybody. Well, it's yeah, we, bound we- to happen, but I just I guess I wonder like would they ever think that what they were doing at this moment maybe was kinda of stupid.
1: I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know. Uh, some people will, you know, that that's there'll be
2: will the, be some that do. <laughs>
1: by that time, maybe their religion, their holy texts, their holy opinions will
2: change. Well that's the thing. As yeah, as if that changes, I <laughs> <And> see that's, <laughs> that's not incredible. That's, I know but but
1: that's, but they act like it's a religion, and that's a big difference between like Christianity or Judaism and that Christianity and that we have a book, the that's Bible, it. but it's already written, it doesn't change,
2: which man oh i I don't like my coworkers at times when they've brought stuff up like this, but like how do you know none of it has changed over the years, like in the writing of it
1: because. I can give you that one. How? Because we have years and years and years with years, like thousands of years in, be- not thousands, but hundreds of years in between yeah. of manuscripts. And when translated,
2: yeah, it's there
1: might be like a word or two different here, but well, the, not
2: yeah, but the the but meaning is the same, is the same thing. So I guess how often do they do that? Like, or do people do that
1: still? Then, or no, they don't because remember back in the day before the printing press and that, right? Yeah. In order to make a copy, a scribe had to manually copy right it. If they missed a word, especially in a complex language like let's say mm-hmm. Hebrew or Greek, you know, it make those can make English seem like simple languages at times. Right. Um, then there might be a spelling mistake or a word out of place or a missing word. Yeah. But you take the overall number of documents that we have, yeah, and they come out pretty close. That's good. You know, so like we're looking at like let's say the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? These are the oldest known copies of scripture that we know of, Uh and they agree with what we currently have.
2: Still have, which that is a good thing, because I mean, yeah, I guess that's the other thing. It's like reading through books now compared to my books I probably got years ago. If they're like, if they're in the same, um, I don't know, what would you call it, same. I guess there's the NIV and then there's the ESV. Translation. That's it. Thank you. Wow. I mean, they're all the same. Well, like all ESVs are still ESV. Yeah. And and really, mm. the difference between ESV and like
1: NIV is just how they're translating the Greek and the Hebrew and that to English. Yeah. The meaning is the same, but maybe the phrasings they pick are Are a little bit different, a little bit different, but they are maybe easier to read. And the time by the translators.
2: Right. Cause then there wasn't there, there was a thing I thought they were trying to, I don't know. A message that you're going for. Uh, I don't know. I thought they were granted. This is years ago. This is why I don't really remember much of, of it, but they were going to, I guess, kind of trying to try to change, um, the writing in the Bible, but I don't remember if that. Ever oh, went the, I t- the TNIV, where they make a gender neutral, that. that's it. Yep. Yeah. Did that? Is that like a thing? Yeah, that's it. It is. See, the sauce, ah, oh, that's irritating. Why would they do that? So
1: there's TNIV versus NIV versus ESV and all those other ones. You, you know, hmm. and people are going to have that, right? Now, re- removing the gender thing, right? The gender neutral thing. The core message is still the same. It's still the same. Thousands of years later, it's still the same. Mm-hmm. Intersectionalism, it is different every year. Right. George Floyd died, the religion changed. Next month, something happens, the religion will change. And therefore, the things that you have to say are will different. change. And what's funny is these people who are growing up and saying, I am not religious at all.
0: Mm, they immediately
1: mm-hmm. go and do well what's what, what we're talking about okay yeah you it. may have seen this oh, video this, God, we'll play this video here
3: where all of these people no bro this is praying look at this let me let me let me. i'm gonna play this for you guys they're all and, holding and their hands up in the air while did, they're dealing it's important <laughs> that you hear it so i hope you're ready Who's it here? looks like a church worship service. i will use my voice
1: in the most uplifting way possible And do everything in my power to educate my community. And do
0: everything
1: in my power to educate my community. I will love my black neighbors the same as my white ones. I
0: will love my black neighbors the same as my white ones. You
1: About know, here's a, here's you know. So that's from uh, Tim Cast IRLs. Um, <laughs> hmm. Again, if you haven't watched him pull, go watch I'm Tim Pull. He's pretty good. Uh, he's more center-leaning uh, <sighs> than I am. And he's more center he's more to the right of Josh. Mm. More to the left of me (laughs) and you, Aaron. Uh, (laughs) Um (laughs) I do that just to see what Josh does. Porn stash, that it's a good look on you. I'm giving I'm making him a Californian through and through.
2: Do you want to move to California with me?
1: Are you getting married? No.
2: I was going to say. No to him. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, we got to go there to do it. No, we don't have to. We
1: no, that's legal in all 50 states Yeah, now. yeah. What are you talking about? I don't know. You could be like your hero, SpongeBob. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so watching that video, you know, they're all sitting there like their hands on their heart, hand up in the yeah. air, like you would see in a Christian church yeah, worship service. There. Uh, all I needed to see was them swaying back and forth going, ah, <laughs> yeah. ah, ah, ah,
2: yeah. you know, literally <laughs> that's uh, what it is. Yep, I did. I did see that video. Uh, yeah.
1: That was a video you were describing earlier. Yep. I knew exactly which one it, it was.
2: And <sighs> <sighs> it's, I it's, I feel like it's funny that, I don't know. What if you had told them, like what if you brought Jesus to them and like shared those beliefs, or I guess like Christian morals, like would they just want to reject it because it's got the Christian name on it? Because I mean. Well, loving... I, think, I think
1: they would reject it because they said they don't want religion.
2: But yet again.
1: They don't see that as religion. They see that as thinking correctly. <sighs> you'll hear the, the phrase on the wrong side of history on an opinion. Have you ever heard that phrase? Mm-mm. Yeah. So, you know, they'll be like, you'll be on the wrong side of history for thinking X or doing Y or da da da
2: hmm. um, so it's just like uh, yeah interesting because I do I don't know, it kind of shocks me but because it's like I do find that overall I feel like people would are accepting accepting of like Christian morals to a point mm-hmm. but at the same time don't want to have anything to do with Christianity which I guess in some cases I get because it's like well they want well People want sections of it. They don't want the whole thing. They just want what's, they only want what they find is good from they, it.
1: They want the love. They want the do not judge. They want the yeah. go to heaven. They don't want everything else. No.
2: They don't want to have to.
1: Again, they're they're making the religion fit them, but they're making a religion.
2: Out of it. Yeah.
1: They're making the their religion on their politics fit them. They're mm-hmm. making a religion out of it. Unfortunately this has become a religion almost that is very widespread right now you know again what happened to floyd was horrible there's mm-hmm. no excuse to that and i i cannot find let me rephrase that unfortunately i can find these one and off and two off people who are like oh he deserved it no he didn't deserve that no um no one deserves to die like that okay uh Did he deserve to be arrested? Probably, yeah. Based on what was, re- you know, I read. But to die like that, no. Mm-mm. Do I also think it's a conspiracy theory? No, I've heard that one too. That it, this was a conspiracy theory by Biden campaign to incite a race race war. To oh. <laughs> and that Floyd is living somewhere. I was like, really? People believe that, and people are actually believing that. And it blows my mind. They'll, they'll believe anything. <laughs> yes, they will. Mm. So. Where I was going with this is, you know, I, 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 what's happening right now, you know, this whole thing of racism. Yes, we need to have a conversation on a national scale, you know, about some of this stuff, some police reform stuff. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, let's break up the police unions. I'm like, okay. <laughs> hmm. You know, they're saying that in some areas, you know. It's like, you know, because then the police unions are protecting a lot of the cops who are maybe doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. Right. You know. Like, the, the officer that killed Floyd, if you're not aware, uh, Kamala Harris actually passed up prosecuting him for earlier violations and earlier things that he had done in his career, which were um, prosecutable. But Oof. Kamala Harris, who was, at the time, the DA, decided against prosecuting him.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Doesn't
1: look good on her. Nope, uh, with no. that. <clears throat> but. Not at all. <laughs> you know, so, you know, in, in so, yes, the, the, those, those small minority of the cops that do things that are wrong should be prosecuted. I'm 100% for that. And, you know, they get support from the police unions of that. So there has to be a conversation and, and figure out how to approach this. But at the same time, just shouting someone down because they don't agree with your opinion or have a different opinion on how to address it should not be tolerated. Just because Josh doesn't understand something doesn't mean that he should shout Aaron down from sharing his opinion on it. And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be race-related. Remember, Daryl Davis was shouted down as a white supremacist. An African-American jazz player. Yeah. Was shouted down as a white supremacist. Wild. People are delusional. It makes no sense. It makes no sense because it doesn't fit. The religious dogma that they have been told that they must follow, and instead of like you know, you have a conversation with Johnson, right, mm-hmm. about something maybe uh, religious, Christian based that maybe he doesn't agree with. He's not going to yell you down. That's right. a normal person. These yeah. people are acting like zealots,
2: right? You can't question them. Johnson was a zealot. A zealot, yeah, was someone that's like a very I don't know what you say. I don't know passionate. passionate? very hard-headed firm believer of what it is that they think.
1: Okay, yeah. A person who is fanatical and uncompromising in pursuit of their religious,
2: political, or other ideals. Chris Brown from Trapped? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I just love how he has the song Headstrong, and then you see how he reacts to some people like, yep. (laughs) Yep, I know. Hilarious. Sorry, I don't mean to rip, but...
1: Yeah, no. uh, So you know you die hard activist um mm-hmm. fanatic enthusiast extremist yeah and that's what defines this religious movement almost right well yeah yeah there I'd... there can be no dissent in their eyes mm. and if you dissent at all you are to be destroyed at all costs
2: mm. Just yeah, run down, chased out.
1: That that's the underlying rid of between underneath cancel culture. That's the underlie underneath removing that prop 209. That's the underlie between underneath you know the or Oregon mask law. That's the underlie between moving down the statues. That's the underlie between all this. Hmm. It's this weird interconnected threat of things that. They don't seem connected at first, but then when you take a step back, and you're like, (laughs) all these things are being done by these religious zealots of the god of intersectionalism. Intersectionalism. Where they believe that they must be right, and certain people are more oppressed and therefore get more oppression points than other people. And because they have more oppression
2: points, they are more important. So what happens when The rules change, and it's now the white people that are more oppressed than others.
1: Don't forget, according to them, that can't happen. Yeah. But, I mean, over time... No, according to them, if you're white, if you're a minority, you cannot be racist. Yeah. I have heard that so many times. Yeah. No, that's...
3: So... so What? Think about it this way. I don't want to. The statement that he quoted from Francis Scott Key in one of the other episodes about them being the weak link in society, Mm -hmm. about African-Americans being the weak link. Yeah. Um, Flip it. You know, so I mean, could it ever get there? Probably not. But if society becomes that mentally skewed from rationality and morality, yeah, yeah, we could go back to that. Mm. Cause here's the thing. If what can stop it doesn't see it, to be needed, to be stopped, then there's no stopping it. I'm trying to think of what... So the very thing that would prevent us from f- slipping back into a civil rights movement, if that is an agreeance that uh, whites are born racist, that we need to be oppressed now, that we are the issue, the problem with society, if the power that controls that balance of culture agrees <laughs> agrees that we need to be oppressed, there's no stopping it. Party A, Party B. Party A believes Party B needs to be oppressed. If those above the two parties I, agree... I, I, I
1: don't think they're, think they're saying white people or Party A need to be oppressed. What they're saying is that by your very nature, and I've heard this so many times, and I've heard this from diversity training so many times, by your very nature, by being white, you are privileged, and therefore, you are oppressive.
2: You're not, though.
1: Doesn't matter. But I was going off what yeah. he was saying. I know, but uh, what what I'm saying is, all the situations I've
2: I, I encountered this... Do you think it would ever change? To, because now that's... For everyone that you're hearing that from, mm-hmm. at one point, obviously, they're going to get older and die off. Mm-hmm do you think that the younger generation that's coming up will just blindly and willingly agree with that and keep yes. it going? Because or do you think anybody agree, any, like, there would, at some point, do you think there'd be a group or an amount of people that would eventually start to be like, maybe this isn't right, and then turn so, that back up on itself?
1: So, they... I remember hearing a year or so ago, Gen Z was supposed to be this super religious group of younger generation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people were excited saying they're going to be more Christian than the previous generations. So far, that hasn't proven to be true.
2: Not surprising.
1: But the Gen Z years, guess what? They're all in alignment with this religion of intersectionalism, mm. they're all in agreement with it. So I don't know because culturally, they're hearing this is the right thing to do they're hearing that not only from their elders from their peers they're hearing that from the celebrities who are you know doing what they what they do and they tweet in support of this religion <laughs> and then you have where this religion almost seems like it's state sponsored in a way it's the correct opinion to have in the court system in the legislative system, you have governors marching with the people who are espousing these beliefs. It's one thing to say, I'm marching to be anti, you know, with the, you know to bring awareness to racism and to end that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. It's another thing to say, hey, you in Illinois, all your churches are closed. You can't gather in Illinois 10 pe- more than 10 people. But hey, you want to have a demonstration? Oh, we can come here and I will join you as the governor of Illinois. That happened. Yep. There was no social distancing.
2: Nope. And just, what was it? There was a the whole thing about uh, I mean, yeah, still like the gathering thing should be no more than 10 people, whatever. Yep. But yeah, if you did like a protest thing or whatever, or like a thing like that, you could have up to a hundred people. It's like, how does that make any sense? Or
1: the health directors around the country saying it is medically essential for these protests to happen. They are having, again, there's one thing about bringing awareness to the racism problem and the prom cops and all that. Mm -hmm. It's a whole other thing to say, we're going to put faith in mother Gaia that we'll be okay. (laughs) You know, because honestly, like I said, we're very religious. We are. There's no doubt about that. We're going to believe in something. Yeah. And you're having... (laughs) um, I'm trying to think how how best to put this. We're having people, I guess you could say, promote one religion or another. There was a video recently, I don't think I saved it, um, where it was a council in Florida and they essentially said they used like every religion except... (laughs) <laughs> except um Christian religion, like when I say every religion but Christian religion, I mean every religion satanism, everything i mean it it, it was quite painful to watch <laughs> at the same time as hmm. kind of eye opening at what these people will go to, the lengths that they will go to to say, I am so woke that I will do this and be okay with it. Woke.
2: Isn't that like a religion thing? Wokeism.
1: You could call it intersectionalism wokeism.
2: Wokeism. Okay. I, and, so
1: and they weird. really fit into the same category because you can't have one without the other. Mm. Right, Josh? Because,
2: like I said, I was being woke at some point and I was being woke about new things at a different times.
1: Yeah. Ugh. There's a lot in there, isn't there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> John's is just like I don't like this.
2: No, yeah, you, you, you weren't lying when you're saying, yeah, your brain's gonna be hurting later. Mm. Told you. But
1: at the same time, like I said, honestly, I think that's kind. Of, this is kind of the glue that binds it all together, and it's kind of scary in that regard because, <laughs> I mean, what's gonna happen?
2: Next year, down the road, twenty twenty one. Yeah, is it going to just be downhill from here? Well, I mean, it, technically, it's oh, it's always going to be kind of working its way downhill, but like drop off. right? Yeah. What what what
1: what's the what's the what's the bottom? When will we hit the bottom? I don't know, yeah. because eventually we're going to have to hit it. But what is it?
2: Right. I mean, whatever whatever it is before Christ comes back will be the
1: bottom. And we know from Revelation that it's only going to get worse. Right,
2: which is terrifying. Can you imagine? Like, and granted, I mean, personally, at yeah. the moment, I'm not too scared of anything really. Right. Like, I'm not afraid of. Uh, I don't know. I guess being attacked out of the just out of nowhere. Hmm. Um. I guess I can say I. <laughs> I was not to. A friend's place, downtown Racine, and there was, like, a small group of people kind of out doing some, like, protesting or whatever. Right. And at some point, a couple people started walking into the street to stop traffic. Now it's on my motorcycle. Um, And so there was this car in the left lane. Oh, Oh, that scared me. Oh, my gosh. There was a car to the left of me, a little bit ahead, and saw the people coming out and with no signal or anything, just veered right in front of me and took a right turn down another street to avoid the people, that one already kind of ticked me off. I was like, really? And then, because I'm not trying to get in another accident. right? Um, But then, I mean, at that point, I was a little nervous being on a bike because I just kept going straight forward. I was like, you know, I'm small enough where I'm not going to hit anybody I'll take it slow and just work my way through, because I mean they were spread out enough where I was like, okay, I can get through this and not avoid it or whatever. But I was, I did think I was like, man, what if they like, yank me off my bike? I was like, that's yeah. gonna suck.
1: <laughs> so because like, as reparations, you need to give your bike up.
2: Oh shoot, no, <laughs> but my my motorcycle. I mean, I'll I'll give it to you if you want to pay me for it. <laughs> no, nope. no, no, you have to give it.
3: But see, that's <sighs> it's my bike that's what i don't get about reparations is what has aaron been given that he hasn't paid for on his own
1: doesn't matter he has committed the sin
3: yep
2: the sin of being white yep i you know did you know that i picked this like i chose this life for me i yeah you I, did
3: yeah i didn't i didn't Whoa, just hang on bored. hang on hang on careful what you're saying there does you mean you had the ability to choose in the womb? Yeah. Careful. It's, We're about it's to like
2: die. video games, bro. It's like didn't you have that? This when... is this is how you disarm the whole thing.
1: This is how you disarm this whole thing. Go. Didn't you know? Identifies black. you yeah, right. Rachel Dolzar bro. did the same thing.
2: Really? Rachel Dolzar. Dolzar.
1: She was the head of the NCA NCAA NCAA-P. <sighs> Who was actually white. Mm-hmm. And it was found out she was using makeup and that to make her skin dark. And she identified as black. Even though she was white. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I identify, do you br- identify that, that's how, with that's you, how. Bro. Because according to their religion, you can identify as anything you want. But what if they don't accept it? Doesn't matter. They have to, according to their religion. But what if they don't? Because their religion it. says... Anyone can identify as anything. You could be a transsexual baby, black baby. Nah. Just link as many of those as you can to get uh, oppression points. You're good to go, and you're good to go.
2: Yeah. So can I put that in my like um, resume?
1: Well, if they have affirmative action at their hiring place, yes. But I wouldn't recommend that, oh, Okay. Because <laughs> again, I I go back to it should be based on merit. Yes, agreed. You know. You um, don't hire a person just to hire a person. You hire a person based on their skills, what they can do. You yeah, know? and and as part of that, you don't not hire a person based on them as a person. You know, you don't hire you don't not hire a person just because they have a little more melanin in your skin. Right. You know, you hire the best, regardless of male, female, transsexual, gay, bi,
2: because yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, don't you want your, whatever it is that you're going for, to just get better? Yeah, you know so why not get the best? You know,
1: th- there's arguments to be made for that, but you hear people going all the time like, "Well, we need more." No, you don't need more of something. You need the best that you can get.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: But according to religion, if you don't, then you're a racist
2: bigot. Blah 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 blah. Nice knowing you guys. It's. A crazy world out there. Oh, it is. And that's I guess that's what I'm and it's only good to get crazier. That's what I'm not excited about. I'm not looking forward not looking forward to the time where I might actually have to be concerned to go out and about to places and feel like I'm not gonna be safe potentially.
1: Well, it, it's not only that, it it's getting to the point now where and I can speak personally on this one where I listen to what companies are saying, and I'm not saying like, I'm not going to use their services or whatnot, but it's like, can I stay employed if they, if a company starts going crazy, mm. you know, there's this concept, you know, uh, you've always heard of the silent majority. At what point do the people who are the quote unquote silent majority have to say enough is enough? They can no longer be silent.
3: No, I, I, I agree because a lot of this change is stemming from the phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the attention mm-hmm. or is it the squeaky wheel gets the fix?
1: it's it's squeaky wheel gets the oil but whatever yeah that's what it was
3: (laughs) um (laughs) and and, then no that's that's fair point when when do the people that because that's all three of us here all three of us are the kind of people that sit there and we just kind of take it we don't make a big deal about it we just keep living our lives when do people like us start to squeak and so you know it's funny uh
1: funny in way. Ben, going back to Tim Pool. Mm-hmm. The guy puts out a ton of content. So, okay, don't get me wrong. I listen to a lot of his content.
0: Yeah.
1: He went on an epic, epic 10 minute rant. It makes Josh look like an amateur.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, that's good. Mm-hmm. The guy was passionate. Mm. Uh oh. He got demonetized for that video. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of foul language in there. Where he was essentially going off on the silent majority, saying, This is the time when the silent majority can no longer be silent. You know, it's a fair point. That is fair. You know, and people, you know, people had, you know, proper criticism. They're like, Look, Tim, you don't have a family. You're getting paid by people on the internet who are giving you money to do your content. You know, you have a little bit easier of a time than. I say something and get blackballed. Right. You know, and those are fair criticism, both points, you know, and he acknowledges, yes, that's a, that's a thing. He's like, but at what point do we say enough is enough?
2: Yeah. How far do you let it go? And,
1: and I'll be, and I'll be honest that those are things that I have been contemplating for a long time. That's why I said I can no longer be a fence sitter, a milquetoast fence sitter. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain things I have to let slide company wise. Unfortunately, if I want to stay employed, Outside of that, though, of those things, I don't stay quiet on. Has that resulted in some backlash? Oh, yeah. My mom has tried that recently. Uh Uh-oh. And she has been told to go kill herself so many times. I was like, welcome to the internet, mother dearest. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. And she's like, but I'm just telling people what I like on the internet. I'm like, yes, welcome to the internet, where every opinion is offensive. Yeah. So, yeah. For real, though. So yes, welcome to the internet where every opinion is offensive. Welcome to 2020 where the religion of the day is intersectionality and if you do not agree with it, you are a heretic who needs to be canceled, destroyed, and have your life removed from you.
2: Bye.
1: And by life removed, I'm not talking about, I shouldn't say life removed, livelihood removed. Right. You're not going to be killed by them. You just won't be able to eat. You won't make any sort of living for yourself. So I, I'm glad to see there are companies and churches that are standing up to this sort of crap going on. Um, again, back to the with Crowder, one of the guys, Gerald, on there. He graduated from Harvard, uh, and he runs a wine company now. Mm, but nice. it, he was, th- they do, in June, they do Cultural Appropriation Month, Lord with Crowder. Yeah, they intentionally be offensive. They're potentially offensive. Nice. <laughs> And I forgot uh, he did a costume one of the days, and someone like tried to blackmail him about calling him racist, and he was gonna get do a social media campaign against the tr- his church because they found out where he w- goes to church, and be like, "I'm gonna make it so you can no longer be a deacon." And da 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 da. What do you do? He went and talked to the pastor. Pastor and him released a joint statement with the deacon board behind it, and they essentially said. Screw you, person. <laughs> in, in nicer <laughs> nice terminology, try. yeah. Nice try. They're like, we know this man. We know he's not racist. What you're saying isn't going to hold water,
2: right? That's good. That is Was good.
1: his costume maybe a little offensive? Yes, but it's not racist. But that's the thing to them, because he deviated from the mark. He sinned.
2: Oh, he's racist. racist. There's no. So
1: whether you or not, these people. Say they believe in religion or not? They do. They do. And it's the newest, hottest religion in America. Intersectionality. Yeah. And God help us all because we're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: video i think you're going to say no way an inventor in israel has come up with a coronavirus mask here it is it lets you eat without ever taking it off you just squeeze a lever it opens and closes a slot in the mask so that food can pass through it that doesn't chew the food for you which is the way to get the food to your mouth the company has applied for a patent and plans to start making them in a few months colleen
0: it does take some hand-eye coordination there chuck yeah.